Iowa everywhere. One made their name covering the Hawks, the other covering the clones. John Miller, Chris Williams. From the Channel Teed Studios, this is Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Powered by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to day two here at Stadium Swim. Iowa Everywhere is on the road with our friends at Circa here in beautiful Las Vegas. We're not outside today. We're in a cabana because it's like a, we got like a windstorm going on. It's blowing things all over the place. So we're here. We're tucked in here in the cabana. Hey, John Miller. Hey, I just got How's bar- day two. It was great. You know, you keep saying cabana and I got like Barry Manilow going through my head. Copacabana. It's not going to go away. It's a lot better than that dumb song you kept singing to me last night and pissing me off. You, when I was on the other... you don't want to go to war. <laughs> With the owls. Cost me $600, and you were, like, rubbing it in my face. <laughs> 600 of opportunity. Ken Miller's with us as well today. Hi, boys. Hello. How are you, sir? Good, good. I got a good, good. night's sleep. How about you two? I got it to I bed did. about 11.30 and slept a good seven hours, so. Yeah, You're I, ready to go. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting I it. was worried about him. He, like, he left early. Well, that's because I needed an omelet. And I went I, to well, Saginaw's and got me an omelet. I texted you and Ken this morning and said, hey, I'm going to go to lunch and breakfast like we talked about. Ken's like, I'm in, which I'm like, wow, Ken's in. Okay, good. I got a lot of work Never to do. heard from you. It's because I'm working. So I had to put in a wellness check for you to make sure you're okay. I uh, Honestly, we were here putting together this awesome two-camera. Yeah, it's pretty sweet setup that we have here yeah that we were because uh, the last time i saw you was, you were at a blackjack table impersonating a cat <laughs> yeah well you know what did i miss <laughs> you missed a lot so we you missed a lot we yeah. went across the street yeah because we wanted to find like a five dollar blackjack table we find well one. you should have plenty of opportunities to find those on fremont street not for right? four people no oh, so that's well, the problem okay, one we, shot. we ended yeah. up at the nugget and it was this weird blackjack game where if you get a, if the dealer hits twenty two, bust on twenty two, she shakes these like dice, yeah, and you get paid by the amount of cats. Is that the cat? Is this cat this, story? This is the cat story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when I'm at the table, you know, I like to. You we, are you you dominate. You are the personality at the table. We, I like to make it a team game. Yes, right? like we're yes, all together. Yes. yes. So. You know, and I, we, we, I do this at Binion's with Fancy Nancy and Zoomier. You know, my yeah, ladies. I met them the night before. Yeah, my ladies over there at uh, Binion's. But we started doing this thing where I made everybody at the table. And, and, they, and they joined you? We oh, did. yeah. Everybody I was, was going, get, 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 get. <laughs> meow. So, like, every walk- other table is looking at us like, <laughs> I'm so what are these guys doing? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you might have been embarrassed. But you know what? At that point in time, we rolled with it. It was fun. Meow. Yeah, it was great. It so, was yeah, great. That's that's the cat story. There were many other good right. stories, but we've already forgotten them. Yeah. And we knew we were going to at the time. Was we, there a cannabis story that preceded the cat story, perhaps? Not for me. Okay. I'm just curious. There, there, there's, there's a lineage. There's a lineage and an evolution. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, Ken, and you've been out here more than we have, it's when, when all the games start at 3.30. I, I mean, your your day just starts yeah. so much earlier, be, especially when you want to bet on them, mm-hmm. right? There's no, oh, I'm going to study up all day. and I'm, No, like, I mean, I had to 
I wanted to get to the book before we came on the air here because I didn't know how long teardown and stuff. It just it sneaks up on you, those 3.30 stars. Well, Saturday's 9 a.m. Yeah. The college football. Great point. Can you imagine how glorious NFL viewing would be living out here? You wake up, it's 10 a.m., mm-hmm. you roll right into football. Mm-hmm. Football's over at uh, 8 p.m. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. the most perfect time zone for sports. The mountain time zone, second. I lived in Denver. It was pretty good. But for if you would like to watch sports, specific time zones where it's... Yeah, I mean, the late, game, the late game in college is over at like 9.30, 12, 10 yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. Well, yeah. we're, we're, having, we're having a hell of a time out here. I, I'm on... Ken, I've won one of those heaters. I saw your nine and one since I got out here. Um, and he talked about the heaters. I'm flying on all cylinders. It. I mean, I hit an NBA parlay for God's sake. <laughs> like this is danger zone. You did know, you, you call go, Bloom for help. You go into day two. No, did it on my own. Uh, and I go into day two, and you know, in your. You know, it's funny. I was watching Beeson in my room on the way here, and they had a. You, you probably know the guy from the South Point sets all the lines there. Chris Andrews? It wasn't Chris. It was some other guy. But okay. um, anyways, he was talking about how the betters had such a great day yesterday, beat the books, and how it's usually a good sign because they're all going to be overconfident going into the second day. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the where I feel because, John, I've been telling you, like, my two favorite games of the whole Sweet 16 are today. I really like Texas and I really like Miami as far as the points go. So now, you know, I had the ambition to like, oh, I'm going to double up. I'm going <laughs> to use my winnings and we're going to put it all in. And Why are that's, you? That's a bad idea. No, it's a great idea. No, I don't trust myself. I don't trust my instinct. That's when they, you lean into yourself. They're smarter than I am. When you begin to lose trust in yourself, that's when you I lean mean, in I harder. I mean, I think I know what I'm doing here, but I know like they've got 150 years of experience in taking money from guys like Well, me. they don't build these buildings by giving it away, right? <laughs> Anyways, we should talk about these games. We are going to have Chad Lysko on. Uh, I will talk with Chad. I He's saw Chad went jogging today. Yeah, first time since first he broke, time his, since leg he broke his ankle and leg. Yeah. Mm. Jeez. Good for him. Good for Chad. Well, he's going to join me coming up here at um, my time zone's all screwed up, so that'll be three o'clock Iowa time to talk about the Iowa women. Um, I, I th- first of all, I think that reuniting you guys was a lot of fun last night. Oh, I had a blast, it. boys. I really Wasn't that did. a good time? Yeah, it really was. It, it was. I haven't seen John in years. and, and, and I mean, I've told this story on the air a million times. John and I could not be different, more different personal, personality-wise. We just clicked. You know, I, I trusted him. He trusted me. Great deal of respect, I think, both ways. And it was good to catch up with him again. We go back how, how many years? Me and Ken? Yeah. I mean, I started, I met Ken for the first time probably in 06. Six, yeah. When I started the John Miller show, and yep. I did two to four. And uh, Marty and Miller did four in that PM drive. And I was telling. To seven, Chris. To seven, yeah. You know, the Which, real the real workers, yeah. right? Stupid. So, so nobody listening. you know, Ken and Marty would be in the side, the sideway, the side bullpen, yep. right, when I'm finishing up. And then I was telling Ken this today. I would race to get to my car before Marty and Miller's opening monologue started. Oh, yeah. Because there's a decent chance Marty was going to say something to trash me. <laughs> and it pissed me off. I, I admit... I feel like Marty's trashed Marty, all of Marty, us on the Marty got, Marty got in my head that way. 
And every now and then, Ken would go along was, for the ride. Was I he don't trashing think... you when you were still with the bat? And then he was oh, at course. 17. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, of course. It's just part of his deal. Sorry. No, no, that. no. But, you know, I was I was too immature at that time and didn't realize what it was. Still, I would have thought he's a dickhead. But, um, but yeah, so I was so into what people cared about me. I raced outside to listen to it. And that's really? so stupid. And now, all these years later, I guess it's what? That was 2006. So pushing 20 years, I really don't care. My wife was this morning texting me. She got on Twitter recently, and she sees what some people will say about me on Twitter. And she's like, how do you handle that? I'm so sorry for you. I'm like, I probably never saw it, and I don't care. You can't get to me. You can try. Yeah, I look at it. At the end of the day, I get to talk about I win Iowa State, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's winning? But who says anything <laughs> bad about Ken? I've never seen oh, anybody trash no, no, Ken. no, 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 no. I, I made a decision a few years ago that wasn't really uh, universally loved. Um, and then when I came back, you know, with my tail between my legs, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, it was good to see you guys. It was great. Had a blast. It was cool for me because, you know. Well, we had our own space, too, and it wasn't loud. We could hear each other talk. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. For me, it was really interesting because when I started working for Dace and Narciss at Hawkeye Nation, not Hawkeye, you had Hawkeye Nation, Cyclone Nation, and God, what year was that? 2004. He was, John Miller was one of the first guys who ever reached out to me. I don't even know if you remember that, but you were basically, I think you were telling the scout company line, hey, um, if you ever need to collab, if you ever, you know, anything like that, it would have meant a lot to me. And I kind of grew up with you in that business. Right. And then, so Dace leaves to go do politics. You take over that time slot. And I kind of just slid in to be your cycle guy. guy. So there's just a lot of history even for me and i don't go back as far as you guys do but just in that one room last night it was fun to catch up yeah it, it was a blast yeah i mean you you would call me literally every <laughs> week every not every two weeks probably i gotta get to des moines i gotta get to des moines is there any chance you didn't you uh, kept it up you kept at it right yeah there's, and, there's and then, a lot of history and, yeah, there. Yeah, so there's that. And then I wanted, to, at one point in time, I think I think the, the statute of limitations is gone now. I can talk about this. I was actively trying to purchase Cyclone Fanatic. Oh, God, that would have been a disaster. From Jeremy Lind. Glad that you didn't And I get reached it. out with to him. I had lunch with him. I think it was down in Valley Junction or somewhere near there. At any rate. I've um, had lunch with Jeremy in Valley Junction, so yeah. that would make sense. So I was like, you know what? I don't think that Jeremy's really going to want to sell this to me. And, and to his credit, I wouldn't have either. And then I thought, if I... Iowa State fans find out that I own Cyclone Fanatic, they will boycott it like nothing it they've ever died. boycotted. It, it would have died. died. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I don't, I don't need that. So I called up Luch, and I said, hey, I think that this is available. I think you should look at it. And then I think, and then I, the conversation like, well, what do I do with it? And I get him like, you hire Chris Williams, <laughs> and you were still down at KMA at that point yeah, in time. Yeah, I was. And uh, you know, Jason's to his, Jason's a great businessman. Um, he felt it was a good business, and he and he did it, and uh, he brought you up, and I feel like my work's done. And now here we are. And here you are. Hey, here we are. Now here you are. Vegas. Everybody loves Chris Williams, and I'm still <laughs> that John Miller asshole guy. I tell you, I, I think you're over exaggerating that, but they do love me at the blackjack table. That's, they do. That's they where do. I really come to life. Everybody loves Chris Williams. That's where I really come to life. You, you get do. me on Fremont Street. I've never seen that side of you, and quite frankly, I like it. And tonight, I want to see double. <laughs> double. The- this is going to be my fun night because really, you can look around. We've put a lot of work into this. Yeah, yeah. Like, this has been, a, and Matty Van Winkle's here. That's why we had the awesome We were on the same setup. flight. There's, yep, Maddie. there's Maddie. Maddie. Maddie had a big, uh, big pull at the cat table last night. Oh yeah. 
Big pull. So it's one of those deals, Ken, where you spin the wheel when you hit a blackjack, and it always lands on the lowest one. You're still getting a free, like I kept saying, reminding it's still 20 bucks. <laughs> Every time, John, <laughs> it's the lowest one on the wheel, okay? And I and, get and, the lowest one. And John always got the lowest one, and John would go, hey, I'm not complaining about $20. I'll take your $20. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> they're screwing you. You've already paid for that, and they're, you know. Last Matt I hit, checked, you didn't hand me 20 bucks, so I'm going to like them. Matt hit 200 which is the um, third largest one on the wheel. And the, what, the, the gal was like, yeah, I mean, that happened like, couple times a week wow or something like that yeah so. and this was where gold nugget this yeah. was at the nugget yeah, yeah. yep this, this was, was at the nugget. the nugget and you didn't see this but we left you know not long after you left because a guy sits down on third base dude can't see his hands no, to make bets he's good. so bombed he it's can't talk he keeps putting the wrong denominations in he keeps asking the dealer to go give him a drink and he's like she's not the cocktail waitress <laughs> and i'm like i'm done this is making me uneasy i'm out good we God. left fremont well, street was hopping last night did you did you happen to sit uh, the, one of the bands the band that was right outside the door at circus yeah, yeah. they were phenomenal did you hear him play Freebird? No, I heard him play uh, a Fleetwood Mac tune. Oh, yeah. You guys are old. Oh, my God, they were awesome. Yeah, we are, Ditto. Well, Ken, Kenny and I have some similar. I'm not a big Stones fan. Ken's a huge, yep. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yep. So. You should go see Love. I will when do you're that. In, yeah. It's incredible. I've seen it three times. I just like to see George Strait. Okay. He's, 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 got he's here. He's got, here. A, yeah. Is, is yeah, he? he's got a residency. I think so. Yeah. Does he? He did for a while. Uh, he, he, the Cirque shows are phenomenal. They're so much. They're so worth the money. Yeah, we Love's did one terrific. of those. We did one of those when we were here for the UNLV game. We went to the Michael Jackson one. Yeah, I've seen that. It's not bad. Yeah, at Mandalay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not bad. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, let's do some basketball, fellas. Um, again, the Iowa women are a five and a half point favorite over Colorado. That was the last number I saw here at Circa. I'll tell you what I'm going to do on the women's games real quick, and then we'll get into it. I'm going to play – there There were too many upsets, like big upsets in the to women's tournament. To get to tournament. this point, yeah. yeah I'm going to play a lot of – a couple of favorite money line parlays to get me back to even money. Okay. You know, a couple yep. of 275, something like – I haven't even looked. I think I'm going to play LSU, Iowa. I don't think I'm going to mess with Miami Villanova. I think Miami's actually legit could jump up and beat a team like that. But that that's kind of my game plan on betting the women's game. I, I told you I would, I would look into it, but I just there's just been too many upsets in this tournament. It's, it's usually a very chalky tournament. We'll get to Lysko, see what he thinks. I'm Again, I'm like too hot right now, so I would probably, if you're watching live, fade me. But I... I told you, John, when we were when we first got here, Miami plus seven and a half, Texas minus four were my two favorite bets of the entire Sweet Sixteen. Let's look at the updated Is number. The it's still there. Yeah, it's still four. Seven so and a half. Bama, Bama's down to seven, by the way. Are they? Seven and Everybody's and on San Diego State. Yeah, which terrifies me. Um, but I I don't know, fellas. That's where I'm really leaning tonight. I'm going to play Creighton at minus ten. Is kind of a contra I, I feel like the money's on Creighton and like all the hacks are taking the points mm -hmm. uh, in, in that one from what I've been able to put together I'm also on San Diego State just throwing it out there what do you guys like tonight I like the fact that I'm alive to three of the teams that are playing tonight with really good futures. Miami 50, nice. 50 to you. one on Miami, Creighton 33 to one, and Texas I've got a 22 to one. Wow, good wow. for you. It's a good pull. The only future I played was with you and Trent, and I played Baylor. 
in like no, January, no, no. and that one that I want obviously flamed out. Where are you? What do you like tonight, John? Um, I really like the Miami game. I, I like the Miami play and taking the points. Um, I, I picked San Diego State in my in my uh, final four, but I don't know that I want to get down on that. I'm a little sins. I do like Texas a lot. I'll probably go heavy on a two leg parlay. You know, I don't like the two leggers. They don't give me the juice that I like. But I'm going to bring the juice today with a with larger capital investment. Texas, right? San Diego, or Texas, Miami. Texas, Miami parlay, two leg parlay. The, the fact that we're this confident. And, and by the me. way, by the way, you know what? You guys are more experienced in the gambling world than I am. One thing that always irritates me low-key about gamblers is this whole notion of, like, can't talk about this. Oh, I'm hot, so you better fade me. That's superstition, and I just think that's stupid. I wanted you, you to know that from the bottom of my heart. You know heart. what I think is just the stupidest, <laughs> and, like, it. I hate it. All these idiots... Half of them don't even have a high school degree. Sitting in the Fremont Street blackjack. You took my ace. You took my. They you took, took my our cards. You took my. You took my six, bro. I did that to you last These night. These idiots. I get it. Oh, you think you know how to count cards? You don't. It's a six-card deck. You still play the percentage. You still play by the rules of decorum. Oh, you, you took my nine, bro. But it's a, but it's you a had six no card idea deck. that was going to be a nine. If it's a one-card deck, different story. But it's a six-card deck. So, or, I'm sorry, These a six-deck de six stack or whatever. Uh, it just pisses me right off. Well, it's it's fun to be. Yeah, and then Maddie's giving us the cat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if one of us doesn't leave here with a cat tattoo, the, the, the difference is John <laughs> is, and I mean Ken has worked in this industry. He's a better person to lean on than me. I've done this long enough to know. I'm not smarter than the book. Very few are, Chris. I'm not. Yep. I know this. Yep. It's better to know that, right? Sure. But why would I just automatically fade you because you're hot? That's dumb. Because chances are I'm going to come back around. Are you, get, are you getting high in your own supply, maybe making bets you shouldn't? Is that why you're saying fade you? No. That makes sense from a psychological I'm standpoint. I'm just saying, like, I don't want these people to be like, oh, Williams is 9-1. This is going to do it again. Like, chances are... It's going to even out. Correct. From a statistical standpoint, I understand what you're saying. But it doesn't mean that the logic, the, the reasons that you're 9-1 is the thought that you put into a lot of them. I, I have mean, put a lot right. of thought into these. Right. So I want to ride your thought right. that I don't have to put thought into it. So I'm going to ride you. I have done a lot. I did the, literally like three hours on the plane. It's, I printed off like three more hours of things. Like I, I was locked into it because I knew we would be doing these shows. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the preparation. I used the force. <laughs> I'll just use what Chris says. Here's a crazy <laughs> number. Thanks it, for the preparation. Now that I think about it, like I guess it shouldn't be shocking, but Ken, Houston is the only team in college basketball to be favored in every game this season. Well, part of its conference that yeah. they play in, a big part so, of so it. So you should know that. Sure. It is wild, though. It is. No, you're right. I mean, they've had to, obviously, they've played out of conference teams and still been favored. They're one of the few. I faded, I faded one of the favorites. I didn't have a ticket on the Eagles. The Eagles win the Super Bowl, I'm cooked. Uh, I don't have Houston. I've got Gonzaga. I've got UConn still alive. See, what I do is... I take, pretend this is the trophy, right? Okay. And then I take my, if I've got $500 to bet on futures, I'll bet 200 on the team I really like, and then surround that trophy with a bunch of $50 plays, you know, with 20 to 1, 30 yeah. to 1. Yeah. So if I hit, and, and I've been lucky to do so, I'm, I might not make a big score, but I get my money back, make a few hundred bucks, and I'm good for whatever sport's next. That's how I bet NASCAR. Is it? Because I, I just, it's really hard to pick winners. Sure. But when you do, they pay off so handsomely. Yep. yep. So if 
I, I'm, every week I'll bet a half unit on two winners. Okay. But I'm also sprinkling in my matchups that right. I like, yeah. and that's a that's a market where if you put the time into it, you can actually have an edge because yeah. there's just not enough people. I, I hate betting games. I hate it. I was told last night by somebody who works in this industry. He looked at me point blank and he said, "There's no value on any of these Sweet 16 games. We're too good." He goes, "If you want value, bet on the women and bet on the NIT." Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to rush right down and bet on these three 16 games when we're done. <laughs> but I thought it was, like, interesting. Like, I mean, that's just somebody who does it. Yeah. There, there's, there, there's no value from a better standpoint. But to me, like, what Ken just got done describing how he has this trophy and surrounds yeah. it, yeah. that is like you're already going to watch it because of your job, but this is the part that allows you to enjoy it, and it's right. not a job. And I'm not going to talk about a game from a better's perspective on a bad beat the next day. I, it would be unfair to the audience to come in with a you know a bad attitude about player A, B, or C because they, you know, bad pass or they missed a bunny under the basket. So that's why that's one of the reasons I hate betting Ken, games. Ken's a professional. I told him this last night. I always, I, and I still to this day tune in to Ken and Trent to listen to their opinions following games, just like I did with you and Ross. Because you guys were kind of straight shooters. Ross was an Iowa fan, but you're a Cyclone fan, but you had balanced commentary. Mm-hmm. Ken's doesn't have a, a grew up an Iowa dog in the fight. So Ken's going to be really, really honest. Always has been, always will be. Fair, and, though, fair, I fair, think. Fair, yeah. yeah, fair. And I love that type of analysis because I've always had my blinders on. It's really hard my to Hawkeye find bl- now. My used to have my Hawkeye blinders yeah. on, now less so. But um, not that I don't want them to win. I just call it like I see it without any fear of losing my credential, which I mm-hmm. did get yanked in 2014 because I said if Kirk Ferentz and Greg Davis got together, they'd have a child that you looked really like... You really did get that? that yeah, I didn't. I thought that was that uh, your made credential? up. That looked like the lizard baby off the 80s miniseries TV show V, which was you never saw. Kirk behind that? Uh, no, I think the SID's office saw that, yanked it, and uh, they got it. You know, Rob and them got it back because I was in Oklahoma at that time, and I was being right. a dick. Yeah. Huh. Well, I remember that. Actually, I think we did a bunch of reporting on that. It was. It was. I think it, we did a bunch of stuff on cakes. It was. In, yeah, you did. But that was in the summer. The the, the whole thing didn't because they changed over and left Scout or something like that. They and left they became, all the internet people off. Yeah, which it, was. I mean, you think back to that now. Yeah. So. This uh, Iowa. <laughs> really. You know, I, 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 Iowa's PR decisions, and they they don't think much more beyond what comes out of their mouth. You sometimes. don't know. It's crazy though. Being in Greensboro last week, and I had this talk for us to talk about yesterday. And we, we kind of hit on this last night in our little group powwow. The amount of media was cut in half compared to what I remember at a lot of NCAA tournaments. Well, newspapers, are instead of sending two or three, they might send one. Yeah. TV crews. I remember when I got into this business, like going to Big 12 football media days. And this is when Iowa State sucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where like, if you got to six wins, you're they're throwing parties that was a that was a huge july august trying to get find iowa state six wins yeah absolutely and every local tv crew would have a reporter and a photographer Mm -hmm. in dallas or in kansas city for these things and now like 
you go to one of those, it's me and the register. It's good. Right. And Nick Oson, usually. Yeah. Whoever the 247 well, I love, by the way. He's I'm a great. big fan of Nick Oson. Yeah, we love it, It's consolidation. It's like, you know, Gannett knows, owns the register and the press citizen, so it's Hawk Central. Yeah. It's it's on the cheap. And that's well, what same it, with the Ames it, Tribune. It, it, Gannett owns it now. Of course. So that's, that's, the pri- companies. that's the primary reason why there's less media, because now you don't have to send one person mm-hmm. to string for the entire conglomerate. Yep. And it sucks. It's not good. It's not it's good. It's fewer for voices. Yeah. Fewer well, opinions, and to me, opinion is the really only thing of value that I consume as a media sports media consumer. Is I want opinions. Yeah. If you don't give them, I don't care, and I don't care if it's a good opinion or a bad one. Just mm-hmm. share it. Just share it, and be genuine. Then I'm good. Yeah. It's fast, fascinating to watch how everything is is moving too, and you just see. Uh, you know, I, I walked up and down Radio Row yesterday, and was t- the folks who were here are almost to a T all locally owned. Wow! It's just it's wild. And, and my point is these, like the like the Register and our friends there. Like I just tell people, don't be a dick to the local people because they're not making these decisions. No, they're owned by a hedge fund. Right. 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 So they're they're not they they don't think what's best for Des Moines. Or no, I mean no, it's not even part of their thought process. No, no, because no, they cut you guys. Line. They cut you guys all loose at Cakes in a couple of years, and the Des Moines revolted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That was a period what of a, time. What a day in the you but, know about two, you year, know, two days that was. Ba- back to the conglomerate uh, aspect of it all. I have found that has worked for me in my business career, and and, and that includes Hawkeye Nation and all that is. See what everyone else is doing, and do the opposite. Yeah. Go the other direction versus what the masses are doing because you can't monetize what the masses are monetizing because the masses will monetize it better than you can. Mm -hmm. Go the other direction. Blaze your own trail because you can survive on the peanuts that fall out of the elephant's mouth. Yeah. And they don't even know it's falling out of their mouth. They're bleeding and hemorrhaging money. You're lean and mean, and you're going out and making your own way. I think that probably now is as good a time for that strategy as ever has been. Well, and like say, we had... And the register last week, they were trying to cover all these Iowa teams, and then they had an NCAA tournament. So I understand they were stretched thin. Normally, Hines would have been into Iowa State. But, you know, we're with Cycle and Fanatic, at least, we're trying to invest more in the content than we ever have because, again, like, we just feel like the competition mm-hmm. just frankly can't. The kids, you're 100% it's not right. Not that they don't want to. The right. people here in Iowa, they absolutely do. They just, they're not allowed. Well, on, uh, on your flights, you see anybody reading a newspaper? No. No. Just it, right? Just, just the change. One of the things I used, when I used to travel, one of the games I used to play during the layovers, I would go from gate to gate to gate to see if there was a newspaper from another sports section from another city mm-hmm. that somebody just, you know, I read yeah, this, yeah, left yeah. it behind. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get, uh, it's just there's no newspapers anymore. It's- the the gambling thing's interesting, too, Ken. Like, I, I, I wonder, from your perspective, being in Vegas for so long, like, Ten years ago, I, I would guess if I would have walked down to Circle wasn't around, but the sports book, and there would have been 50 guys in there, their newspapers, their pieces of paper, and now it's kind of a ghost town until it the is. game starts because people do everything digitally. Yep, yep. you're 100% right. Their facts and their figures and their yeah, yeah, take it sitting in a booth I, I doing that. I feel like I would really have enjoyed those. I love those. those. Days. There, to me, there was nothing. 
uh, more therapeutic than just sitting in a sports book at the end of the day, end of a work day. Our office was out here, so I'd leave the office at 5, 5.30. I was by myself. I was probably out here 12 weeks every year. I yeah. would leave on Sunday and come home on Friday morning, so that's a lot of nights in the row. I would just spend it in the race and sports book and just soaking it all in. Just stopped by myself, but just I, had a blast. I did peek in when we were after we were playing blackjack yesterday, John. The, I wanted to go. I'd never been to the Nuggets sports book. Yeah. And you really... You really get a pretty big idea about how big Circa actually is. <laughs> well, go to the go Golden to... <laughs> Gate because when before this place opened, yeah. Golden Gate, they own the Golden Gate and the D, Derek does. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the Golden Gate was their first sports book. So I think uh, Jeff Benson tweets how it started, yeah. how it's going. Uh, <laughs> it's and, they, and Golden Gate's going to close. The, the sports book is at the end of the March Madness. So you can see where it was I, and where it is. I love these... Um, I love the Derek Stevens model, too, because it feels like Circa is a really good partner for what we're doing because he's just got that rebellious feel. What did he do? Around what he's doing. He went against the herd. Right. Everybody right. else he, Everyone's in the, in the strip. He came down here right. saying, go against the grain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's it. No, it's he good, has, it's he is um, single-handedly transformed Fremont Street in downtown into a place that you have to attend. I mean, I was a strip snob. Forever, right? I'll I never, never go came back. down. I'll never stay on the strip again, unless in, I have to. In fact, the last few times I've been here, and clearly I'm staying here, I haven't even had an itch to no. take an Uber and be like, oh, I want to go see what's going on in the strip. Screw that. Why would I want to do that? Oh, because right. I want to spend four times more on right. a glass of beer. Yeah. It's like, I, I love like glass. That's why I told Stevens every time I see him, I go, thank you for not ripping us off. Yeah. And he kind of likes it when I say that, because but, but it's true. Like you, you walk around there, and they're selling beers for seven dollars. Now, th that's still a lot for a, not here. No. Like you know, like the whole thing is just super affordable. You go to restaurants in in the you know the that Asian restaurant might be my favorite. East. Oh, that's right. Last that night. might be my favorite restaurant. Oh. In the, that well, brisket, in my room, but I took it for yeah. Right. That brisket oh, fried rice. Yeah. It's incredible. Point being, though, the prices are super, yeah, yep. super affordable. Yep. I mean, you get out of there under thirty dollars mm -hmm. really easy. Be being in the book last night, this, so this is the first sports book I've ever been in. Okay, and I, st I'm starting out with the best. <laughs> really? Everything from here is yeah. downhill, right? Yeah. So, the end of the Michigan State Kansas State game. Wow. I recorded it like the last 17 seconds because yeah. I have a one of my business partners is a big Kansas State fan and alum. And I wanted him to see that because he wishes he was here too. He 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 loves to, to gamble. It was so cool being there with the crowd cheering, the juice. That's oh, you yeah. feel it. It's palpable. Yeah. And it's like I want to be around that kind of juice for these games. And that's why coming to Vegas to sit in a sports book during March Madness has literally been on my bucket list for 20, 30 years. So like I'm like I'm still. I've been here two nights. I got a lot of more, and I am still like the kid that is so excited. That and he and woke as up. good as this weekend is, last weekend was bananas. I'm, yeah. Next year, I'm coming for the Are first. You? Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. I probably should make a reservation already. Probably should. Chad Lysko from the Des Moines Register is going to be with us in about 30 minutes to look at tonight's Iowa women's I'm game. I'm really looking forward to that game. So, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that because I've seen a, like, Ken, you used to never watch women's basketball and you were telling us last night that you don't miss it when caitlin clark and in the iowa women play and i you know i was talking to palm yesterday about how many more people are betting on the women's game they're having 
record television ratings. Caitlin has a lot to do with that, which is really cool considering she's in our state. But where? So you, talk us through your transformation with this, because what was your old joke that they, if there was a game going on in your backyard, you'd shut the curtain. Yeah, that, just, <laughs> that keeps coming back to haunt me, right? It's okay. You know, but it was just Own a throwaway it. line. No, I do, I do. It's, it's a throwaway line. Like, yeah, a, I think it's a good story. Well, so, so here's what how I've always done. <laughs> get that luck. Get out of here. So here's Ooh. how I've done radio, right? And Bob Dyer taught me this when I worked with him in 99, 2000, whatever it was. We were on the air on 9-11, so that period of time. And if there was an NFL game, I'd want to, if the Chiefs were playing the Bengals, I'd want to talk to the Bengals reporter, right? And he it just dawned on him, maybe he got pissed off at me. We've got to play the hits. And he's right. You, you talk about Iowa and talk about Iowa State and do so every day. Yeah. It's regardless if it's June, July, August, whatever. But I play the hits on, on our radio show. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin Clark's a hit. Yeah. So how can you not? And if you're going to talk about her, I'm just not going to, you know, crack the mic open and just spew BS. Yeah. Like, and, and, and the audience very quickly would know that, A, I've never watched Caitlin Clark play and you have no passion for it. But when everybody's talking about her, you have to watch it. And then I started to watch her. And it's more than just her. I mean, she's got a, she's got a, a truly strong supporting cast. But the way she sees the game. It's just spectacular. I mean, her vision that she's getting the before she gets the ball, she knows that that teammate is about to pass her the ball before yeah. the teammate knows she's going to. It's funny we were talking about this last night about <laughs> feeling kind of bad for Ashley Jones. I do. Yeah, because she's one of the greatest women's players. She's right. maybe top fifty women's player of all time. I mean, yeah. it's a big statement, but the numbers back it up. Everything she's done yeah. for as long as she was able to do it, the accolades. But then you have Caitlin, who's this like transcendent. She's not. Um, she's not a. It, it, it's not like oh, she's the best women's basketball player ever. That's not what I'm saying. I think she's one of the most transcendent. Like she's changed the way people view the game. And I know that folks over in South Carolina, and I'm sure there's Iowa State people watching who get annoyed when I say that. But there's no one else that we've ever seen that's getting these sort of television ratings. She plays for Iowa. She's not UConn. You know, Clearly, there's something different. You, you know what I think she is? I think she's a bridge. I think, and, and I say this as a daughter of two daughters, I say this as a feminist. I know that might sound weird coming out of the mouth of a six foot five, 215-pound male, but I am all for supportive advocating equal opportunities for women. I think, Kate, but the reality is, is that more people want to watch the NBA than they do the WNBA. Yep. More people watch men's college basketball than yep. women's college basketball. Um, Caitlin is the bridge, not a bridge, the bridge. People are tuning in to watch Caitlin Clark. Why? Because she plays like Steph Curry. Yeah. She's a part Steve, of the TV. Stephen A. Smith, I saw a video Today. of him this morning yeah. saying she is the college basketball's version of Steph Curry. No doubt. And she's that bridge. She gets Kevin Durant tweeting about her. Patrick Mahomes tweeting about her. Caitlin's the bridge. LeBron, to get people, yeah, 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 to get people to tune into something that they might never have tuned into before or didn't stay very long once they did. But they see her bombing logo threes. They see her speed with the ball in transition. She reminds them of how men play the game and they like that and, and I don't like that that's the reality but I think that's what this is absolutely and, and I also think too like there's a like my old colleague uh, Ross Peterson always we root for laundry and you've got you know if you're an Iowa fan <laughs> 
you're an Iowa fan, like it, you know, even if you were watching the rowing team, you're, like you could watch it and be like, oh, I'm going to root for the Iowa rowing team if it was on TV. And you're now you're tuning into it and you're like, wow, one, we're really good. Two, this is really fun. The women's game is so much better. And I always say, I John, agree. I agree, the Steph Curry effect because, and and I think it's even it, it's changing how little boys play basketball too when we grew up it's like man i can't play like jordan no because you can't dunk no right you know we were watching Shaq. we're watching right. all this stuff well there's this whole generation that grew up watching steph i can shoot a three yeah mm-hmm. right and it's even it, it's transcended to the men's game too you go to a middle school game now i mean there there there's some range there yeah. is, and it's, it's, a di- it's a different style of basketball, and I really wish that uh, officials would allow the game of basketball to be played the way that it was invented to be played, freedom of motion, moving your feet, not having hands on bodies. That's never going to happen, but if it did, it would be a much more appealing game. It would flow better. The men's game at times, to me, is unwatchable. Oh, it's going to get worse. The women's game yeah. is freedom of motion, more more talents are allowed to shine through in the women's game than men's game. I'm not saying they're more talented. I'm saying more talent shine through because mid-range matters. Threes matter. Driving to the basket matters. It's the it's a better game to watch. Organization of plays are so much more important because yeah. you don't have the athleticism. The clipboard matters. So, And I also think, too, that the men's game, especially now, as old as it gets, and it's going to get less talented because the really good, the, the elite-level freshmen you're going to have a lot of them in the G League. You're going to have a lot of them making money elsewhere. And, and I think this is why you're, you're going to see a push from college basketball to open up the thing so they can get rid of the one and done and stuff. Because it, anyway, there's a whole other conversation. The men's game is getting older and less skilled. And it's going to keep doing that. But we is saw that a it. bad thing as far as getting older? Because then we know, our, we know the guys that have been there two and three and but four years. But watch what these coaches are doing. No, I don't think it's bad. And especially when you start having free agency and stuff right. like we're seeing now, I actually think that there's a little bit of NBA offseason that goes to it. I see it on Cyclone Fanatic every day. The interest in basketball is year-round now because of the player movement. Right. And one player, Nigel Pack, goes from Kansas State to Miami. It's a game-changer for both programs, right? Yep. Yep. And you got to really pay attention to it. But I think what you're seeing now is these coaches are digging in on toughness and defense. So... And, and, and that's not a fluke. Except for Fran McCaffrey. Except for Fran McCaffrey. He wants to score points. and, and I'm, enter- I'm entertained, by the way. Ken, so. Ken, by the way, gave this stat yesterday. Of the Sweet 16 teams, 10 of them are in Ken Palm adjusted top 17 defense. All five of the top five are in the Sweet 16. Offense, only two of the five are in the Sweet 16. This is a defensive game. So what do you have to do to make it more, you know, appealing I think the quarters thing is genius. Yeah, I How agree. many times watching March Madness have you guys, oh, there's there's two and a half seconds left. We're going to inbound, but we got to go full court, and they just flail. Agreed. In the women's game? They adopted the NBA rule. Absolutely. The timeout can advance the ball beyond half court. It makes it more. Yeah, totally agree. And I don't get how people that make a lot of money and are supposed to be good at these things are so bad at these things. They're the last ones to know. They only make good changes when they're forced to. And I just don't get it because that's a great change to make. Yeah, the quarters in the in the half court thing. I just I don't know. Like Baycott is a great example. Ten years ago, maybe five years ago, that guy is going pro after his. He's in the league right away. Yep. He's worth more. 
playing back, playing college in a ball. Fifth year at North Carolina yep. with NIL. He, he's getting more money yep. and exposure than he would be in the D League where he's basically or Luca Europe. Garza. Or Europe. Luca Garza. Yep. It's a, yep. I mean, it's a super. Luca Garza would have been beneficial to take a COVID year in that he would have made more money likely at the University of Iowa coming back. Caitlin talked about that when she was on with Dan Patrick. I mean, she didn't necessarily bring up the money, but I, she's considering it. If you look at like what a WNBA player gets and what, you, what she could probably get by boosters at the University of Iowa, why wouldn't you consider it? There's no doubt. I was just going to say, if I was Iowa, I would figure out a way, whatever it took. If it was $2 million to play that fifth year, yeah. I would buy out, like it's buying out free agency, I would buy out in advance her COVID year, make sure she's there. And whatever the money, if it's $5 million, I still think it's worth it. Here's why. Caitlin, what Caitlin Clark is doing for the Iowa women's basketball brand, she's oh. making it the place, to, a play, one of the places to go. We'll see. I kind of feel like this is possible. Lisa Bluter's been there forever. Jan Jensen is one of the best post teachers there is in the sport. She finally got her just due to the. She did the finally got the, yeah. the, the assistant coach of the yeah. year. Now, all of a sudden, Iowa plays this fun brand. They have the Michael Jordan of, or Steph Curry of women's basketball. They're fun to watch. They sell out their freaking games. They have the second and best attendance loud. in the sport. And it's louder yes. than the men's games, yes. okay? So whatever it takes, this is the best marketing money the University of Iowa could ever spend on their women's basketball program, and it's theirs to take. They don't have to convince her too much. She doesn't have to be sold. She knows the juice and the formula. This Pay her whatever it takes. Same marketing group that came up with Let's Get Mad Again. I didn't say I was confident <laughs> okay. that it would happen. All right. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Sorry, I was getting a... Um, I got a text from, some, I got a text from is, some guy named Ray Rolo saying he's dogging sick. me on my, my card tricks. You got Your yes, daughter's sick? Sick kid at home, yeah. Oh, man. that's You got to go back tonight? No. Okay. Well. Strep, strep test was negative. We got a lot going on. Uh, the, the wife's doing that. She's taking care of Ken's dog. We got a lot going on back Jet home. ate a bird. Ken's dog ate a bird. What kind of bird? Dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just didn't know if one had a more elongated beak than the other. No, but whatever. Larger talons. He's having trouble passing it and hasn't uh, tried to. Yeah, things aren't good. Well, we all go through well, that. Well, I got the yeah. update. The dog ate this morning. So that's yes, a good, that is a good Because so he hasn't eaten in three days. And you're, you're concerned about the bird's bones going through the rectum. Yeah. That's the concern right. we have right there. Yeah. Rectum? Okay. I never even knew him. <laughs> Killed him. Wrecked him. Destroyed them. All right, let's get back at it for people joining us now, and then I'll kick you two out, and I'll talk with Chad, who's with the Iowa women. Make Here, a little room to talk about the F-bombs before we go. Oh, okay. Real quick, I just <laughs> want to go over my bets for tonight. I am playing San Diego State. Now, that line is moved. I am playing the 7.5. You're the, getting 7.5? You, yep. want, you want San Diego State? I'm okay. taking the yeah. points in the 7.5. Yeah. I am on the 7.5 with Miami. I am laying the 10 with Creighton. I'm laying the four with Texas. I do think I am going to place a couple of totals. I want the under in Creighton and Princeton because I think Princeton knows the only way that they can win that Slow game is if more. they make it as nasty and gross as possible. And I do believe I'm probably going to play the over in Xavier in Texas. That total has been moving around quite a bit too. Gosh. 
I wanted the under there for a can, second. Can real quick, can we just jump ahead to tomorrow? What do you think about tomorrow's lines? You see them? I haven't even seen them. K State, K State's favorite two, UConn's favorite two over Gonzaga. K State minus two yeah. over Florida Atlantic. I would play UConn minus two over the Gonzaga. Just seems like it's UConn's year. I think they're going to win the national title. I wouldn't be surprised. They're the they're the odds favorite right now, aren't they? I have I, no, I have no. Alabama, is. Alabama still yeah, is. Yeah, hey Alabama's guys. favorite. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I would definitely take a strong look at any future ticket on. I, I'll play the two with UConn for sure. Yeah, I like UConn and, and Kansas State. Yeah, I like that. Ken, what, how do you how do you anticipate that UConn line moving? Do you think? I bet that they'll uh, get the well, there's a lot w. of Gonzaga people in town as opposed to UConn people, so maybe that's already baked into the line. Uh, but Gonzaga brings a lot of people to Las Vegas. Don't you think UConn will be a trendy? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just because I mean, everybody knows Timmy. You know, the the, uh, the the public knows Timmy. They don't know anybody on UConn for the most part. I think Gonzaga of the teams they're left is the public team, if if you will. So I. I, I could see that. I could see that staying there, boys. I really? just, he's just spitting wisdom. Well, that's why I ask him. I mean, he's talking about who has more fans, who's the public. Can you team. explain to him why why parlays are for suckers? What was the what was the game you lost? I, well, you lost were alive I had ten, I had two of the three legs. Right, but you, you won the first two. Yes. It's always the third leg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what? I don't have an interest in betting twenty dollars to I'm win twenty dollars. Totally agree. That's why I bet futures. Give me thirty okay. to one, give me All forty right, to that's one. That's what I'll start doing. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the 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 day. The most infamous profane profane laced incident in American radio history. Is it really? The most F-bombs. Wow. Well, you're going to be remembered for something, Ken. Uh, Ken and, a couple of things. Ken, Ken and I, speaking of parlays, Ken and I were two of the legs of that parlay. There that was day. five people. There was five there people. There was five people. So I just remember, I was in Shenandoah. I know one didn't get fired. Did you get fired? I'm good. Still there. Yeah. I know, but you came back. I didn't you got did fired. Like, no, no, I didn't get fired. No. You did I, got, like, I got Matt Peralt. You did like I, Ken Miller I got and promoted. there for a while. That was Jimmy B, though. That yeah. was that was Brinson. I'll never forget. I was hosting for somebody. I think I was filling in for Keith and Andy when Brinson like first arrived in Des Moines. Yeah, and he came up to the studio. Yeah, just that giant ball I, of we, energy. We were off. The, the afternoon show was off until Brinson got here. So I, I took like I had like a week. Oh, of was radio I doing off. your show? Maybe you were. Yeah, I did that a lot during yeah. that time. I came in. Did you guys make fun of Jimmy B? His voice. Hey, it's Jimmy B and the boys. Yeah. Uh, we're here at Lost Wages. <laughs> it's the same Welcome stick. to Lost Wages. It's, it's just, the same shtick. It's just Jimmy B and the boys. You know, we're just going to the refreshment stand later he, here he in Lost just, He wages. was just playing the character of Jim Brinson. I don't he know is. if it's he did it well. I think it's Jim. It's Jim. I think I like Jimmy B. I, I do, got, too. I, I no enjoy my time with him. I, I got no beef with the man. Nope. Okay, so... Do you want me to set this, we got, this stage here? Well, I'm going to do that, and okay. then I'm just going to let you two go. Okay, all right. It's the time of the Boys State Basketball Tournament. The station only gets X amount of credentials. It's 2009. And we go. March. March. March of 2009. Station only gets so many credentials. Marty apparently had. Ken, you probably know this. I, I don't know. I so, don't. What, so, so Marty was using a credential or let someone else use a credential. So there was some. Trying to gain. Th there was some credential shenanigans that were taking place. Right. Yeah, so he's trying to tell like a sponsor, I'll get you into this. Right, or, right. And I think it was his girlfriend and Yeah, his that sister. was, yeah. It, it, and yes. So it became and his wife. Speaking of that, Brinson always did that with his girlfriend. She'd stand behind me at Iowa State games on press row. Really? Yeah. That's creepy. 
Yeah. So it's anyhow, uh, first, <laughs> only, first and only time that ever. They're happened. still together. The late Good for them. Yeah. The, Sweet couple. The late Larry Kotler yep. turned in Marty. He saw this, turned him in, went to Bud Bud Leg, who was head yep. of the Iowa Athletic Association or something like that at the time, and then <laughs> Marty finds out that he was outed and finds out or well, figures Bud Lake out. Wrote a letter. Yeah, finds out or figures out it was Kotler that snitched. And yeah. Bud Leg's like the single most nicest professional guy on the planet. Yeah, right. He, he's straight as an arrow. Yep. Right. So anyhow, it's coming up on nine o'clock, and we're we're changing. Kotler and Company was the morning show, and right at the end of Kotler and Company, they play their outro music in their bumper then ken myself and marty all walk into the studio and the reason we did is we had westwood one kxno had westwood one coverage and because we were sold out in the afternoon station was flush with cat but doing really well right you couldn't get on our show we couldn't buy an ad on our show john's show was doing great so they wanted to had to clear all these ads so they made not made us they wanted us to come in and do a, a, a preview the day of college basketball, tournament basketball. So we were going on from 9 to 11, 11 o'clock Westwood 1, the tournament starts. Go ahead. Yeah. So anyhow, Ken and I and Marty are walking into the studio. We're off air. All right. <laughs> Jeff Kahn is behind the glass and Larry's in the captain's chair. Marty op- opens the door and opens his mouth. You bleepity bleep bleep bleep. You know, just just. Well, you're missing one part because he had his briefcase. With yes, him. yes, yes. And he put his briefcase down on the on-off switch. Yes. That is now has a well, you know, a piece of plastic covering it. Yes. And it yep. didn't at the time, and it activated the microphone. So, so he puts that down, instead the red light goes on yes. instead of being off. None of us know on. this. Right. Nor unfortunately did Jeff Kahn. Poor know Jeff this. Kahn. And that that meant Jeff's job, which was unfair. Jeff's. Yeah, because of Marty's briefcase, yes. Jeff lost his so job. So anyhow, but Jeff's like us when when you are witnessing a train falling off the tracks. What are you? I mean, oh my gosh, it's like he's Opie behind the glass and freaking, you know, here comes... If, if you saw that type of profanity coming out of Barney Fife's mouth, you'd be losing but your you mind. But you know what? It didn't even dawn on me because he would he would have these fits at me weekly. Terrell. Terrell would, right, yeah. And it right. was just like, I wouldn't even just go win one ear and out the other because I didn't care what he was saying. So 15 to 20 F-bombs wind up going out over right. the air, unbeknownst to any of us. All of a sudden, Until the phone line starts riding and up our and, own and our own cell phones start. We're getting texts. You guys are live. This yes. is going out this is on going the air. Out. And then, oh a few minutes later, in walks Joel McRae. Stan, no, Van Hart. Was it Joel, Van? It was Van, yeah. Van Hart. Yeah, so, Joel was on vacation in Mexico. Oh, see, good that thing we had you for the main. Anyhow. So Joel's going to get that call. He did. In Mexico, right. God, and I I didn't even know that you guys were there. I always just thought it was Marty. No, and my no. favorite I knew part of Con and I knew Cotler and Marty. I didn't it know you two were John, there. John was in the captain's chair because yeah. he was going to host the show. It's funny because when you, when you left KXNO this year, um, and Ross was doing the show, I had a bunch of guest hosts. He asked me to co-host with him one day. And he said to me, well, where do you want to sit? I said, well, there's only been one day I haven't sat in that chair. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't do that. And it was the one day <laughs> that John sat in that chair that the F-bombs dropped. So yeah. I'm going to sit here. <laughs> so that's great. Anyhow, it's going like crazy. Like the cats at the casino last night, worse than that. It's, it's a cat fight with F-bombs. We're breaking FCC uh, violations. Don't even realize it. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at the clock. And we're literally 10 seconds to the time where the... Yeah. And I'm like, Marty, 
shut up, Larry, get out of here. We're doing a show. Everybody get it together. And the second I got done saying everybody get it together, <laughs> I'm like, all right, everybody, welcome to this. You know, we're all in radio character at that point in time. And then that's when Van came up over the layover. Mm-hmm. And then after the first break, because we all realized at this point in time, it's trouble. But we did the first segment. You know, we were into it. We were energetic. Yeah. Yeah. We were playing along. But at break time, it got real dark in there. Mm-hmm. It got really foreboding in there. Van, I mean, it was, I've never seen Van. I, um, I've never no, seen who's him Who's ever experienced anything yeah. like that ever, right? I've yeah. never even it's, seen it's, him upset. Yeah. It's so weird because after the end of that show, Jeff Kahn said to me that, well, it's been nice working with you, thinking that somehow I was going to walk the plank, right? Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, because, you, well, you guys, it's yours, it's Eminem, right? So, you know, if something happens to him, you probably... It uh, actually made you more valuable than ever, I would say. It did, yeah. I, I mean, don't disagree with that. Because they didn't want to blow up the ratings right? and, and, and all that the stuff. The advertising. It was, it was incredible. Uh, can I just say something about Je- Jeff Kahn real quick? Yeah. And because um, so when Larry Kotler passed away, was was tragically killed, drowned yeah. in a flash flood. We, I did a tribute show. I was up the dial paying my penalty for leaving KXNO, right? And that's how I look at it. Um, and I had Jeff Kahn on to, to talk, you know, just through some of the memories. And I said, Jeff, you know, it's really unfair that there's a lot of people out there that you th- that think that you left the microphones on purposely. So this would go out and, mm. and, and Terrell would get canned. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just want to give you a minute just to, you know, just clear that up. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, really? You don't want to talk about it? I mean, people really believe that you purposely did that. Mm-hmm. And here's your chance with an audience to say, no, that's BS or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just, he didn't want to go there. I'm thinking, wow. I don't think that it was purpose to this day, but he had a chance to... You know, to set the record straight, and he didn't. I, I, I would be highly shocked if that was purposeful. I think, yeah, I would too. I think Jeff is a consummate radio professional. It's, he, he lost the best job he will ever have. Yes, and I think radio and his moments in time on radio, doing radio, matter a great deal to him, and he's really good yes. at it. And I just don't think I will never believe that. And actually, recently, I was talking to my kids about this the F-bomb thing, yep. and they're like, oh, can we hear it? I'm like, the only person I would think to reach out to that might have a copy of it would maybe be con because another thing happened at the studio we have access at the time to go back and pull air checks from previous shows and several people in our organization did that for that one because you know it was crazy well somehow somebody did it and it made its way over to who very quickly tv very quickly who broke into live programming i think right and that and and i had also downloaded a copy of it but the second that that happened and McRae called the meeting uh, like a week later or so, it said, if anybody has this, you need to get rid of it. I, I deleted a digital copy that, you know, I told him I downloaded it. I said, I deleted it. And I truly and really did delete it. Yeah. If someone says, oh, I, I, I deleted that photo you sent me. I have a theory. Yeah, no, you didn't. I have a theory on Kong. Just a theory, and I haven't talked to Jeff. And by the way, you know, you know who came with the call letters, right? Kexano. Yeah, it was him. Jeff right? Conn and Van yeah. Harden. Yeah. He, um, I'm guessing that that's a really dark part in his life. Absolutely, oh, sure it is. absolutely. You don't even want to bring it back. Sure. Up. 
You know that, what I, I mean? Think, I think that's probably true. Think of his, emo- his relationship with Larry, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and a friend of his, an a, a important person in his life, mm-hmm. lost their job. Yeah. And that was a part of Larry's identity. He resurrected it with the Drake being the voice of yep. the Bulldogs. Yep. But then he passed. That's hard. There's a there's a lot of psychology wrapped up into that. So I don't... I don't Have you read the case like on wiki page? Uh-uh. It's part of it. And it mentions that, uh, that Marty and I were... Would love to pick pick fight. Well, you mentioned that Terrell would come on and you know he'd, he'd rip on you or what something yeah. you said. Yeah, it, that was that's that's on the kicks in a wiki page that Marty and Miller would rip on Larry Kotler for something he said on the morning and, show. And, and I'll be honest, maybe he didn't want to talk about it with you because you guys yeah. you guys got into Kotler a lot. We did at the time. We did. I, I thought that uh, it was. I'm sorry, no, I, that was probably a douchebag thing for me to say, but no, no, it's it's probably true. I mean, I've I think I've grown up a lot since. Oh, there's no changed. doubt, no doubt. But I I always thought that you know what, it's a it's not a bad thing to have a little bit of, I don't know, uh, rivalry, hatred, rivalry between competition. Children. Sure. Oh, I did. It See, it, it pushed me for sure. I yeah. hated that. It's funny. I think it may be generational. Maybe I'm the soft kid. Yeah. But I, I, I always looked at it, it's like, why are we... Because I'll never forget one time Matt Peralt cussed me out because Keith and Andy were broadcasting from an Iowa State game. It was one of those Thursday games. And I went because they asked me to come and be on their show, and Peralt cussed at me. Well, but Matt and I were probably... It was the same day Peralt. It was a it was a Kent State game, <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't even remember. Yeah. But I didn't understand it. I'm like... And his whole deal is like, oh, this is all a competition. Like, and I, and I didn't, I didn't get it. And I, I always thought that we should all be a team player. No, I for thought the tension station. between shows wasn't a bad thing. But then, like, I, I also started to get it when you have certain salespeople that favor this talent and that, and and then, like, the more I worked in, I was like, I could totally see how that would happen. He, I, I, I like what I like. I agree with Ken. Okay, we are. We were all high, that that era of cakes and O. We were all really competitive. A lot we of had alpha a, we, dogs. We had a group. lot of alpha dogs. Mm. Probably some arrogance too. Okay, the difference between throw you Steve Dace into this conversation yes, too. I mean, absolutely, like, absolutely. Think about all these personalities. Absolutely. I I would always look at the ratings, and I wouldn't look at the ratings to see how I compared to other people in my time slot. Right. I looked at the ratings yeah. to see how I compared yeah, to those yeah. guys. And I did this. We did the same thing with Dace because yeah. we would beat Dace yeah. twenty-four to fifty. For, yeah, the most coveted demographic. In He's on WHO, smaller, yeah. yeah, and we're whipping his butt. And it's a point of pride. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, when you get old and you can't compete anymore in sports, this is your competition. I would say this about. Uh, let me add a let me add a caveat to what I said earlier. The, the, some of the things that were said on the Marty and Miller program with Larry, I felt were too much at times. Yeah, but you were not the one. You you weren't a bully. It was Marty. Marty's antics were bullyish. Yeah, I would try you, and rate you, it you, you, you were never, you were never a bully, in my opinion, to anyone. Marty was. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go, well, okay, maybe you got a point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, okay, I'm, Mar- doing, I'm, I'm doing the yeah, hassle Mar- impression yeah, to Kenny. Yeah. Well, Mar- you know. What do you think of Hassel's impression? That was great. <laughs> That was great. He, he is so talented. He is, he's terrific. I um, said 15 years ago, that guy is a uh, Saturday Night Live millionaire in the I making. I said it. I said that kind of the same thing and got ripped for it. I said, Chris, you don't need to be doing sports. Chris Hassel would not be doing sports on WHO. He's costing his family. And people took that as a shot at Hassel that I didn't think he was good no, enough. No, it's a shot. He's of, costing yeah. it. He should be on the big screen. Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Right? Hollywood. No yes. doubt he could do it. He's phenomenal right. talent. I got to get to Chad in like Go a minute. Go do things. Is Are we done? Hollywood. Yeah, you guys can be done. Would you? Would one of you mind telling oh. the lady uh, the I'd like a six pack of Coors Light? Sure, I'll do that. You're, you're starting now. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the I'll get the Coors Light for you. I'm not going to drink well, it. Hold on, let me see what you. they got here at the, at the uh, Great Circus. <laughs> Let's go through the, uh, we'll get the Circa Cabana service. I haven't had a beer because I was trying to be super professional well, while we're that, broadcasting. Well, that, that's one point, too. Also, it's you 1 know? o'clock in the afternoon, so you don't have to have a beer. Then. It's time. Well, you can. It's time. Yeah, just tell, right. her, tell her. Tell her I'd like a cold beer. All right, we got Chad Lysco. Right. See you, boys. We'll see you. Thank okay, you. can I walk in front of yeah, this? Yeah, you can do whatever. Chad, you got me? Yep, I do now. All right, all right, there we go. We're, I'm literally sitting in a cabana <laughs> at Stadium Swim in Las Vegas right now, so we're doing our best. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, uh, weather here is not awesome, but uh, we're kind of used to that being from Iowa, right? Is it women's? Um, is it? Uh, is it raining? Is it like exactly what you would think in Seattle? It's gray. It's very gray, but it's and it's cold, but it's not raining. Well, I haven't the, had much rain. If the Iowa women lose tonight, catch a flight down to Circa down here in Vegas. <laughs> I'm leaving on Sunday. I'm hopping on the Allegiant. You can just hop on with me. All right, pal. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. So the women's tournament getting after it here. Um, what do you think about this just as a general matchup for yeah. Iowa against Colorado? How does Colorado match up with this Hawkeye team? Yeah, it's a total contrast of styles, Chris. Uh, Iowa, you know, leads the country 87 points a game. And uh, Colorado, like, just wants to be in your space, in your face, physical defense. Um, so it's going to be uh, kind of, you know, who can who can set the tone with their styles. If it's played in the 60s, Colorado could very well win this game. If Iowa can get it into the upper 70s, low 80s, then uh, I really like the Hawkeyes' chances. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. And uh, both teams seem really confident. Uh, a lot on the line for both schools. What do you think about, I guess you're, you're, you're obviously around this Iowa women's program a lot and Caitlin Clark and all the, the buzz and all that stuff. How has it been on a more national scale like the Sweet Six team? What is the reception you're seeing from this Iowa women's team? It seems like every time they play, they're setting a new television record it's crazy yeah i definitely sense some jealousy i feel like among some people uh coaches and players uh just the attention that she gets i mean some of the colorado players yesterday talking about you know how she's a social media star and that i think you know the logo shots and all that stuff like novelty type stuff you know like and maybe don't appreciate yeah everything she is as a player so uh, I think that's part of it, but obviously she has by far the most attention um, here of any of anybody, as you would expect. And uh, you know, she's in the spotlight tonight, ESPN, 6.30. Iowa gets really the primetime draw tonight, so it's, it's, it's uh, the biggest game of her career uh, to date. So that's, a, that's an interesting way to think about it, but it is the biggest game of her career tonight. Well, I mean... Are they kind of in a Final Four or bust type mindset? I mean, clearly they probably want to win the national championship, but I'm just, you know, you're a two seed, you're a borderline one seed. You've had a really big opening. I mean, it, it feels like Final Four should be like the worst case scenario for this team in their mind right now. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the way the bracket has fallen for Iowa, uh, the expectations are going to be uh, they got to get – to Dallas. Now, Caitlin has talked about uh, getting to the Final Four, getting to the Final Four. She hasn't talked about winning a national title. Uh, you know, South Carolina is going to be really difficult if Iowa gets there. Yeah, uh, that would that would be the semifinal match. 
So I think they're realistic about that. You know, kind of like in 2019, Iowa faced Baylor in the uh, regional final, and they weren't going to win that game. I mean, they lost by a million points. I think they knew that going in. But but this feels like they're going to be favored in both games if they win tonight. And uh, so, yeah, they should make – I mean – I think they're minus 140 to minus 170 to make the final four uh, odds maker wise. So that gives you a sense of, that there is a belief that, that they can do it and should do it, but they got to execute. The the jealousy thing's really fascinating to me because I, you know, I've kind of been in the middle of this where I did the, my one-on-one with Caitlin and yeah, you know, you've like some Iowa state fans were, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, this is different. Like, and like, I get that. It's hard for fans sometimes. But, like, I even look at, like, Don Staley and some of the comments she's made. I'm like, can't you see this is, like, good for your sport? And it, it's just been really fascinating. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this where you have this, like, rivalry that's been created between these two players with the Leah Boston and Caitlin. And it's just, like, I, I just kind of feel like Caitlin's rising it for everybody. But it's just, what, is, what has it been like on the ground floor for you? Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I would say from her, let's, let's look at it from her perspective for a minute. She, she doesn't uh, care. I mean, she thinks she just wants to grow the game. I mean, that's one of the, the big things for her, uh, the love for the game, to grow the game. And I think she's got a chance to really do that tonight. Uh, if Iowa can win, if she has a big game, uh, you know, if she could get to the final four. I mean, let's look at this, Chris. Uh, I don't know what other results are going on yet today, but. You could see a final four with Don Staley, Gino Ariema, Kim Mulkey, and then Iowa with Lisa Bluter, Caitlin Clark. That would be quite the quite the final four. But and you could even throw the Cavender twins into it with Miami. They're gonna beat right now, they're gonna beat Villanova. They're killing them. Like they're they're probably not known for you know their basketball like like Caitlin is, but they're massive stars. Right. They're yeah. massive stars. And I bet people are jealous of them, too. Would be my guess. Right? They're millionaires, and they've done really well for themselves on Instagram yeah. and TikTok and all that good stuff. I love it. I've been a champion for the women's game for decades. I, I, I know you it. have. Yeah, you really I, have. I think it's my it, – the, the purity of it, I, I think they're, they've nailed it with the quarters. They've nailed it with taking it at half court. The – coach drawing up a play means something free throws mean something there's more to it than you know you've covered a million iowa basketball games where he's just like well how many threes are they going to make <laughs> i can almost tell you the result yeah. and i just if you're a basketball fan and you're like one of those guys or gals that longs for oh i miss the old days watch women's college basketball and it the purity of it and it's it's a better product than the men's game i know people think that that's crazy and not everybody agrees with me tv ratings prove that attendance and all that but if you love basketball watch this product i just i don't think it's ever been better than it is now no i i totally agree chris um and you and you look at it from iowa perspective right the iowa men play a really fun style like a high scoring style uh, but the women's crowds are honestly better. Uh, you know, they're selling out these games and uh, everyone there is like really into it. You know what I mean? So um, it, it, you're right. It is kind of that. I, 
people are kind of starting to see that now and I feel that now and uh, I'm interested to see you know where Caitlin Clark can kind of take the women's game honestly for the next next uh, year and a half or maybe even two and a half years all right brother get to work we appreciate it we'll read your work in the Des Moines Register you the man and uh, once we get the season over do a little dirt track racing all right buddy <laughs> perfect sounds like a perfect recipe thanks buddy appreciate <laughs> see you, you. love yeah. you man Chad Lysico from the Des Moines Register he is in Seattle covering the Iowa women who again my times are all off but that's a late game I want to say in Iowa tonight guys this has been a blast and thanks to Matt Van Winkle this production has been incredible with multi-cameras we're only going to keep getting better uh, we're going to keep investing in this and really appreciate all of our friends at Circa for having us out here this weekend. All of our great friends at Channel Seed, the Channel Seed Studios. I uh, could not say more positive things about that great company, and I can't wait to educate you about them. And we're just getting started. We feel like we're, I always tell our staff, we're in the bottom of the first, baby. We had to get launched. That was the top of the first. Now we have our first kind of quote-unquote off-season to get better. So thanks to everybody who's watched. Thanks to everybody who's listened. Uh, Matt Van Winkle and his great production today. Thanks to Ken Miller, John Miller. There's Maddie, And we're going to sign off from Circa. We're at Stadium Swim. But we're, we're staying around all day tomorrow. So follow us on social media, at Iowa Everywhere on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Our TikTok page is taking off. And uh, we're looking forward to getting after it here in the next calendar year. I'm Chris Williams signing off here from Stadium Swim at the beautiful Circa Resort in Las Vegas.